Hi, everybody. Will here with this week's interview chair. This will be fun. This will be start again. <laughs> this will be back. Start again. Hi, everybody. Will here with this week's interview chair. This week, we have Mr. Peter Kupaz. I've known Peter a very long time. You're going to enjoy this. Peter is a very charismatic young man and a great handler. Sit back and relax and listen to Pete. Everybody, Will here with this week's interview chair, and this week is one of my very favorite, Mr. Peter Kubaz, Aubrey professional handler. I've watched Pete pretty well grow up. How are you, Pete? I'm well, Will. How are you? Good. It's good to see you. You got some nice hair. Uh, I, thanks, man. I used to have nice hair. Now I just have undercoat. So I've, it's been my new cultivation this year to grow my hair. Oh yeah, it's it's working, man. It's working. You look good. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how are things going? You were at a show this weekend? I did a little Albury shows uh, down in Harrington, Delaware. Yeah. So it didn't show many dogs, uh, just a handful. Won some breeds. Nothing, uh, nothing magnanimous, but it was nice. We survived the tropical rainstorm, too, that was happening uh, mm. during that. It was uh, luckily that it was a. Uh, it was an outdoor show, but it was under like a tin, like cow barn. So we were we were fairly sheltered as yeah. far as like we weren't going to get wet. But once you walked out from under it, you were. Was it noisy? The rain hitting the tin? Not actually. Probably not really. It was more no. of the wind gusts coming through. I would say because yeah. the rain was kind of like. It was constant, but like light and like staggered at moments, but definitely constant. But I didn't think it was too loud. Okay, good. Well, Pete, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everybody how I start off. Tell me how you got started in this sport of dogs and how old were you? I all, We all know you were a baby, but start. I mean, when I that when I started to like show dogs was maybe like eight or nine starting at like mat shows. And then like in 10, I was junior showmanship and start, you know, and I got like my first dog, but I mean, I was like a dog show baby. Like I was going to dog shows, you know, while I was in the womb. So, uh, um, you know, so I was around as a child and I really didn't start paying attention Like, yeah, I showed like in juniors, but then like I was done. Like I showed my dog and then I was, you could find me in a tree or in the playground (laughs) or fishing. Like I was not paying attention to the dog show whatsoever. I, you know, and hang out with Evan Threlfall and be in his setup and Mark and Bonnie are showing all these dogs and we're being miscreants and not paying, like not, we know that Robert's around. We know Bonnie's showing an Ingi. I know my parents are showing Iris setters, but you know, we're just, we're, we're children. We're not actively participating yet. And then maybe <laughs> like at 14, I started to like pay attention more at the dog show, like appreciate it more, you know, seek advice and absorb advice and knowledge from people and then uh, go from there and here we are 
And you were never pushed into juniors, though. You did, did you just do it yourself? No, I, 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 no, like that was the thing. My parents never pushed me into it at all. Yeah. I would, like I, I was always at them. They took me out of school. Like or I missed school constantly. Going, you know, going to dog shows, but I always had to do my schoolwork. It was kind of like if you want to come, you have to do all this stuff too and make sure you know your grades are good. So I did, and but I was never like pushed into it. Like once we got, like I said, once we got to the show, like I, I didn't do anything. Like as long as my stuff, <laughs> as long as my like schoolwork was done, it was I went and played. I wasn't paying attention. My parents didn't ask me to to do that stuff. But the moment I did, it, then it then it changed. The moment I took an interest, then then they started to pepper in things. And once I wanted to, you know, then I started to want to groom my dog. And then from there was my mother was like, well, now you can groom, you know, you can do All the, the feet. dogs. Yeah, you can do the feet and the clipper work on, you know, and bathe the iris setters, you know, at home. And so I started doing that and and then event, you know, took to it gradually i would say but not from like i was not an in awe of the dog show as a child because it was like just the thing i was doing yeah it wasn't anything that i was you know you know it wasn't abnormal for me to be traveling and be in a new location yeah. all the time so it was only later when I started to pay attention and show in juniors and uh, be successful and competitive at it. And I won, I was lucky enough to show a dog and win the Irish setter national at 16 and I was very successful. And so I'm sure that that was a very good push into continuing to show dogs and continue to show dogs through college. I went to college for four years and graduated and, Live, you know, did the whole college experience, lived at school for semesters, took all, you know, made my schedule so that I had the, you know, I could get Fridays off, maybe in junior, senior years, I could get Thursdays too. So, you know, and then made it work. But, you know, I, I still kind of had like a, a fairly at home normal life as a yeah. young, as a young person, you know, I wasn't, I didn't work for really any handlers, so to speak, is like go live with them and do school via, you know, internet or whatever school was around them. You know, I was here in New Jersey my whole, yeah, the whole you time. You were kind of in the middle of it anyway. So you probably had like the education you received anyway, being in the dog shows you were at. Yeah, yeah. like I, I say like it it grew me up faster than I realized I'd say, yeah. you know, just being, being around adults and, and dressing and, you know, kind of having that, that little kind of caveat of respect, you know, you know, took you a little further, you know, certainly in college you had, I had a lot more, uh, I was more, I was more responsible, I'd say with my time, my money okay. management, you know, I wasn't able, I was able to, still do things, but accomplish, you know, get my schoolwork done and go to dog shows and, and do all that where I could see, you know, some of other people in similar circumstances, you know, couldn't, they, they couldn't manage their time that way. And so you, so you won the American national at 16 years old, 16. Yes. Well, how did that, did that, did that grab you? Or do you think, Oh, this is easy. I can do this every year. 
No, it didn't. It didn't grab me. I mean, not, not certainly not at all, but it was certainly, certainly it's like, you're kind of like one take, like it threw me a little bit further into the deep end at the dog strike, you know, like now, like now I'm not just like the little kid showing an iris setter. Like now I'm fairly competitive. Now I'm beating the, sometimes I'm beating the number one, number two iris setter. I wasn't number one, even with winning the national, there was still, you know, a, Phil Booth and Greg Strong were battling it out that year. I was just a mosquito to them pecking sometimes, but, you know, (laughs) uh, you know, never really like, you know, never really in it at certainly at the big shows. So that was kind of like the one, like, Oh, wow. Yeah. What a thrill that have been. Wow. 16. So when did you decide you, uh, you like this and, and might want to make a career out of it. I mean, I guess I decided I always liked it since I'm continuing to do it and always, you know, throughout my, my life with, you know, doing more as far as in the dog world. But I guess probably when I really decided, like, it's like, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Or am I going to go do something else? Probably like, What's this? Maybe probably like 10, 12 years ago, like when we I decided like to rebuild the kennel. It was like, am I gonna like go work for somebody? You know, because I was like mid twenties by then. Yeah. Like a couple of years, couple of years out of college. So I was like 25, 26, maybe. And I was still like in a college mode too. Like still was at home and like did the showed some dogs and helped around the kennel, but like, wasn't like really doing it either. Go still kind of going with my parents to shows, not like really doing it on starting to, but not really. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then it was kind of like, well, what am I doing? Am I going to start to do something or so then decided to read, redo focus on the kennel or redo the kennel um, and start to grow that. I built an apartment above it, um, you know, added a lot of square footage downstairs to the office and the grooming room and, and then built like a 1200 square foot apartment upstairs for myself. And then just started to focus on that from there and, you know, and began grooming my, my handling business from that as well. I showed a lot of iris setters. I still do. Yeah. Um, but you know, that was kind of like my mainstay in the beginning times. You know, I had a few iris a lot of iris setters. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I always had an iris setter champion to show. Um, I had a, a flat coat at the, you know, I had to show. And and my, my father had gotten into wolfhounds some years back. And so then I had a wolfhound to show. And then, you know, kind of whatever, whatever ones drifted in and out in between then. When obviously your parents were big mentors for you, um, what other mentors did you have? You must've had some, they don't even know that you're your mentors probably. Probably not again. Cause like, you know, I never like really worked for somebody. Um, but I got to, I got to be around a ton of people and see, yeah. so, and see so many people. So like, uh, you know, certainly my mother and father for, getting me in there. Andrew Doyle was a real uh, big person. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wanted to trim them and my mother didn't. So he was like the person always showing me like what to do or like, and, and also that would, he'd egg my mother on as well with that. Like, Ooh, cause now I'm trying <laughs> to some underlines and, and do like the kind of next level of grooming from there. Um, so he, you know, in my younger years, for sure, he was like, a, like an adult figure at the show. Then, you know, he was funny and, you know, childlike too. So perfect for me at my young, you know, teenage years. And so, you know, he was a lot of fun and learned a lot of like the subtle, trying to pick up the subtle thing. I'm sure I would have really, you know, with what I know now, like the things that I could have learned then, you know, my ability to grab that knowledge, but probably, you know, with that beginning time, he really was one. And, and you was, you too, you know, you probably wouldn't have thought it, but because you and Andrew were always around, you know, you and were a person that I saw Kelly Fitzgerald, another one, you know, growing up into uh, like my twenties and she was a very nice and generous with her time. And so, and, uh, Peter Green was like an icon when I was like oh, 10. Yeah. Oh my God. Like when he petted my dog when I was a kid, you know, just like friends like, Oh, hi Pete. And petted my stupid pet. Like, Oh, that made me so happy. Like, you know, <laughs> like, well, Oh, wow. out of all the beagle ribbon, out of all Miss P's ribbons, I only have one ribbon. The one that Peter gave me, I kept <laughs> that one. <laughs> so I know where, you, where you're coming yeah, from. <laughs> like, yeah. So like, so like, yeah, so I, I really got to touch, get to, I feel like I got to see, you know, be around and probably at the time, not realizing it either. You know, I, I think back on it now and I realize all the, like the people and things that I got to see or that I probably did take for granted. Cause what, you know, what did I know? Like, you know, as far as what was happening at dog shows, you know, the dogs that were being shown and the people at the time, you know, that sort of stuff. Like I wasn't, I feel like I got to see like the last kind of good bit and I wasn't even paying attention, <laughs> you know, but you grew up in the hub of dog shows. really. Yeah. Like I really, yeah. Uh, too. like, I look, you know, being in New Jersey, you know, I could, Shows in New England and, you know, shows in Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, and so many of the good clusters and circuits and, you know, ones that, you know, that, you know, when the New England circuit was two shows that you moved every time for like a week, it was just pop, 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 and the cherry blossom. And when the Florida circuit was the same way. So I did kind of, I got to see that kind of that kind of stuff. And like I said, and not at the time, not even kind of realize what I got to, you know, what I was seeing. That was just life, you know? Yeah. Huh. So, so now you're, you're showing dogs for a living and clients are coming to you. What was the first big dog? Well, prominent dog that actually you started besides your 16 year old best of breed American national. But when once you became a professional, what dog was it that really you think helped you be there? Uh, 
Probably the wind and tide dog that I showed. He, uh, he, I, I kind of, he kind of like fell into me a little bit. Like they just kind of, they're Carol and uh, Pat McGarry on, on West Coast of Seattle, wind and tide Irish setters just hired me to show, you know, a duo. Would you like to show this dog at, uh, it was like maybe the 2010 national. It was in Wisconsin. What, whatever one at that, in that time. And, um, no, yeah. Like looked at the picture of him, of, of Carol showing the owner, showing the dog and like, yeah, that's a handsome dog. Sure. I'll show that dog free at the national, you know, why not? He's very nice. I'll, yeah, I'll show him. And then like when I got him and like kind of groomed him up and like actually showed him, like he had some like presence to him and, you know, really liked to show. And I was like, Oh wow, you're, you're kind of nice looking. And then from meeting him at the national, I, he went best of opposite. Like it was the first time I had ever shown him, met him, seen him, groomed him, all the things like, wow, this is, this dog's really not like, would you think about, you know, sending this dog with me at some, you know, at some point, uh, you know, what do you think? And, you know, they kind of hummed and hawed over it and took a little, convincing more of, of the fact of them just like letting the, you know, this, they've never done such a thing before, right. and especially me living on the East coast and their West coast people, you know, the, the, the concept was a little daunting to them. Certainly, um, Carol, but more so than Pat, but, um, so eventually, uh, you know, that was like, you know, so our national is in June, I think later in August, I took the dog and flew out to Seattle to meet them at the human claw shows and show it like some specialties and sporting dog show and, you know, and hopefully take them home from there. And he went opposite at two other specialties there. And I won the supported entry and placed in a nice group. And so that kind of helps seal the deal a little and you know they sent him home and you know i didn't know what i was you know at the time that uh, adam was showing emily and he was kind of on a he was running top dog at that time so i knew this was kind of the the starter moments right let's see let's see what we can do we're gonna have to we're gonna have to battle him we're gonna have to show against him but you know he's not going to be everywhere. So let's see what happens. So I started showing the dog and won a lot of specialties, you know, straight up about like five or six, just within that first quarter of the year, we have a lot of specialties in October coming up right now. So he got, he went to a bunch and did well there and pretty good dog reach shows and could, again, I could peck it at him, but not really a nuisance. Um, but he ended up. How old were you guys then? You guys are both really young, man. Uh, oh yeah, I mean we were. That, that was about um, 10, 12 years ago. So we're, again, mid twenties, you know. So yeah. 27, 26, 27, something oh, like that. I, you're that old, yeah? Okay, wow. I... Um, so, you know, I'm I and uh, I win my first best in show with him later in November his first best in show and my first best in show with an Irish setter. So you had won one before with that, with that other breed. No, I had won the first best in show I won was with a Irish wolfhound. Oh, okay. An Eagle dog. 
And that, that was my first two Besson shows were on that Irish Wolfhound dog. And then this dog Clooney was, he was my first, uh, my first Irish setter to win a Besson show. And he won it at the greater Philadelphia kennel club association, which is the Friday before the uh, kennel club of Philadelphia. And then Clooney went on to win Besson show at the kennel club of Philadelphia on which was on TV, and that was kind of you know a I pretty big, that. Yeah. I mean, a pretty big moment and deal. And like, kind of from there, you know, you know, I I took him, you know, next year and tried to, you know, try to be number one Irish setter with him. I think I just missed breed points. He was number one all breed, but he was still, you know, that was probably like the first dog where I was like making conscious choices of like where am I gonna go and what right. judges and. And those sort of things. You and probably that was, felt noticed too, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. People were kind of, you know, after that best in show, you know, that best in show at Philadelphia. Yeah, it was a little. People did, you know, a little bit more recognition among my peers, so to speak. Yeah. And so he was probably like the first, you know, dog after that dog from. You know, I won the national with, and I'd showed a lot of other dogs that were. You know, we're always group winners and specialty winners, but he was probably like the first dog that I really like made a push with and tried and, you know, did all the dog, all the little dog show dream things. Oh, it makes a difference when you, when you all of a sudden you're, you're noticed, right? All of a sudden you're, 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 I guess you're almost a player, right? You're, you're in the game now. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. So what was after Clooney then? And then I, I probably, I mean, I always was, always was showing an Irish setter. I showed, uh, I got very successful with the wolfhounds that my father would have. Um, and how did and he get so successful in wolfhounds? He just, he wanted a foxhound. What that was, what he initially wanted on to, uh, when he was getting into another breed. And he went, and I, I can't remember who he, who he initially got it from, but he went and got this foxhound. Uh, English fox hat. It, it was beautiful. I mean, very, very beautiful, gorgeous, and would not show with a tail. No. You could, you could, you could walk it around the dog show all day under the tent, tail up. The moment the dog show happens and you have to do it, no tail. Just, uh, and it was so disappointing. And then he got, and then from you know, he ended up sending that dog back because you know we can't. Foxhound with a tail, you know, useless. So he got hooked up with Sam Ewing with the Eagle Wolfhounds. And Sam was like, well, if you like hounds, how about, why don't you try this? And he gave him a Wolfhound that was like, you know, probably in Sam's mind, like, you know, mediocre, but good, good enough that, you know, you could show it and it's not like embarrassing. And it was a good dog. And, and my father did very well. He won, won many groups with it. And, even beat Sam a time or two, which I mean, at the t- I mean, that was a that was a feat on itself just to beat that man in the Wolfhound oh, to breed. Like, when imagine. he showed up, when he showed up, there was you didn't win. You you were you didn't win the Hound Group. It was over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so um, from there, and then so he started getting Wolfhounds from Sam, and he got a, uh, and he won a few Besson shows on some Wolfhounds himself. And then I just kind of 
started to gravitate towards them. And it was kind of a time when my father was not showing so much. And he had this one dog, the dog that I won my first best in show on. And it was kind of being a beautiful dog. Um, but it was just a real spook and like a real, not a good shower. And mm-hmm. he was giving my father probably, and he was giving him issues and problems. And, and I just showed him like, I was like, well, let me show, him. let me see what I can, you know, if I can, you know, me being a little handler boy now. <laughs> and, uh, so I, you know, I started showing them and I placed, you know, placed in a few groups with them. I won a group with them and he actually was showing pretty good for me. You know, I, it seemed to click for him. I was a little softer with my hands and not, you know, I wasn't getting his at, you know, so when the dog would do something, get aggravated, at, you know, at or with, and, you know, and that sort of dismay then translates to the dog and then it becomes downhill. Since I was new to him and he was new to me, we had a kind of like a little bit of a fresher start and he knew how to show. So it wasn't like I was needing to train him. And so from here, he was the first dog that I showed, you know, Wolfhound that I was, you know, became pretty successful with and, he won several groups and best in shows. And then from there, I just, I always kind of had a wolfhound and then, uh, and they were always successful and being Eagle dogs from Sam, you know, he was always helping us. And, you know, even a few were ones that we didn't breed them per se, but they were bitches that we had had and shown. And, you know, so we were getting puppies from generations now of, the dogs that we had been showing for the past, you know, you know, 20, 20 years now, I think. So, you know, they were, those were always, I really, I, I really enjoyed showing them and being in that group was different. You know, it's a different group and getting that kind of different view and experience of the other dogs and not just being in Irish setters and sporting dogs kind of helped me. That kind of helped me also branch out a little more, and get more recognition too. You know, now people see me not just with a sporting Irish setter or a sporting dog, but in another group with another breed winning groups and, you know, being consistently competitive. Don't you have a picture of Beagle too? Yeah. Group. Winner? I do. It's in my, it is in my grooming room. Uh, <laughs> me taking that picture with Luke Ballou, uh, with Miss P, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we won the group, I think it was Louisville, and I had to rush off somewhere. So P said, well, I'll take her. I'll look after her. And hey, you got I, the I told you, you were, I think we were in Springfield. Was it but, Springfield? I don't remember. And you, and I had placed, I had placed with the wolf, with a wolfhound as well. And you had to run off to show in the next group. And oh, asked me to, I was like, yeah, but I'm going to take the picture. And you didn't think I would. And I did. (laughs) And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, Will asked me to hold her. And I said, well, I'm going to take the picture for you also. And he said, oh, okay. And and away we went. (laughs) Is it a good picture? Yeah, it is a good picture, actually. (laughs) It's good. I think it's a pretty good one. It's a great story, though. <laughs> I have it on. I have a. I have it next to. I have like friend photo. I have like the big mirror that I have in my grooming room that I trim off of, and I have like friend photos there. So that is like one of the friend photos I friend have. Friend photo. Yeah. yeah. You have to send me a big like, copy of it, or at least a picture of it, so I can see if it looks good or not. So. I will. Yeah. 
So, so okay, we'll, we'll go on with dogs in a second. What what do you do in your in your spare time? I know you're uh, you we we talk about movies all the time. So, what else do you do? What do you do? Oh, and my, I mean, when I have the spare time, yeah. I just, I know it's hard to say. I'm, hap- I'm happy to, uh, I, I, I've become a new, uh, a new lifestyle of exercising. So I, I do that pretty much daily, certainly the days that I'm home when I'm not at dog shows, but even at a dog show, if I stay at a hotel, I'll use, I'd make sure it's one with a gym. I bring kettlebells with me when I bring the trailer. So that's kind of, that occupies a lot of my free I make that part of my free time occupation. That's good. And you know, but then I like to I listen no more to movies? Oh, I mean I listen I when I and then like I'll watch movies at night. I listen to podcasts and comedy shows when I'm grooming dogs or in the kennel. You know, most of the time if I'm home it's sitting here in the office or trimming a dog. And uh, you know, and then, you know, if I have that, then I always plan a trip, you know, you and Wayne always talk about people, uh, you know, having the time to go away. And, you know, we went, went away last week with some friends, Adam and Kate and a couple of our close friends and went to Charleston, South Carolina for a little staycation, getaway, walk around, carefree, nothing to worry about, have nice dinners and good leisure time. No, that was great. I do it's try to, that you guys are that close. Like you guys grew up in juniors pretty well together, and you're you're still that close. Thing that's it's great. I I love watching that. So and I I snowboard. I like to snowboard in the winter. I uh, always take a snowboarding trip somewhere in the winter. My friends from my friends from college actually got me into that, mm-hmm. and now I've become a very avid snowboarder. So every year. If I if I'm not going to dog shows in January or February, I'm definitely snowboarding somewhere. And I think we're trying to plan a trip out west uh, for our birth. My my other buddy, we all kind of our birthdays are kind of all around the same time, and we're all turning forty. So we're thinking about. I know it's hard to believe, isn't? Thinking about going out west and doing something fun out there. We usually go to Vermont, but now. Uh, Try something a little bigger, something bigger, and something we haven't somewhere we haven't been, something to explore. What are your thoughts? Like Big Sky or somewhere in Utah, maybe something like that. Something where we need to we need to drive to it a little bit. Yeah, that'd be fun. Wow. I always like as we have this habit of dog shows when we see each other, we we quote movies. So it's that's always fun to do that with you. So. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of like new new movies. I mean, everything like streaming. Like I would, I wanted to see Oppenheimer. I didn't have, I didn't have three hours. It's yeah, it takes for the, for the movie theater. So like, I'll just wait for it to come out. So like, I now I like try to catch up. I catch obscure things, or you know, I something random on Netflix, or something that like pop something that I keep like my movie review people are keeping an eye on like, Oh yeah, you should watch that. And I'll, when that comes out to rent, I'll, I'll check those out. So you're a busy guy, Pete. So wolfhounds, iris setters, and you've had, you've had other, you had that, that iris setter bitch. You just did a lot of winning with. Yeah. Uh, I had a uh, Ron Perry's bitch, uh, Sabrina. She Sabrina, did yeah. well, um, and I actually just showed 
I just got finished showing uh, her son, Gavin, who also did very well. He, and that was he, for Ron as well? It was Ron as well, and he yeah. won a Best in Show on him and a bunch of specialties. And he, uh, we kind of like retired him at the National this year. He went, he got, won his veteran dog class and got an award of merit. And I thought that was a very, a nice little kind of showed, showed, I hadn't seen him in, hadn't shown him in six months. I'd had him with me, but he hadn't been shown since, you know, the end of last year. So it was fun to bring him out and shine. How did him he up. react when he saw you for the first time? You came, when no, came... I, 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 I misspoke. I had him, I had him with me. I didn't show him. I hadn't no. shown him. So it was his first time being shown at the national this oh, year since, since last year. And he, and, and he showed great. Like he, you know, he did. Yeah. I was there. I watched him. He showed five. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You were there. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, that was a that was a nice little. I felt a good swan song for him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What's next? What's up and coming? Um, I well, I have a the Irish Setter dog now that I'm showing that I this one is. Oh actually, yes, he's been he's been doing very one, well as well. Yeah, this is the first one that I've shown that I've bred though. Oh. I've I haven't shown one that I've bred in a in a while certainly to so you're this, still uh, actively breeding as well MP? yeah not as much as i would like to or as i should you know the last litter we bred was you know about a year and a half ago now so they're like you know they're in the 12 to 18 no actually no they're still they can still be in bred by puppy class so they're but they're going to be about a year old soon I think it's important that that like I, I see a lot of young handlers that are breeding dogs. I think that's a really important aspect of it because some people just take dogs and they have no idea about the husbandry of it all. So yeah, uh, that for sure. And I just, but I feel like it's unfortunate because we go to so many dog shows. Like who has even like I just, like I just said, I wish I I don't even have. You just said I'm a busy guy. I don't even have like the active time to breed my own dogs if i'm you know being a handler you know that's my one kind of crutch i guess yeah not that not that the, a the average person you know that it's not time consuming to breed your dogs but when you're out there every weekend earning a living showing dogs you know going to the dog you can't take too much time off to not go to dog shows and then and there's so many shows now oh ton, yeah and, you know we talk about that too much as well but yeah. so it gets a little, the time management gets a little hard, but I, I have a bitch that, uh, when she is ready to breed, I will breed her, you know, probably within the next year. Um, you know, when it what regard, hopefully the timing won't be that she comes in like at the national or that's usually always the case, but uh, providing it's not something like that, like I, I plan to breed her, um, come the next, you know, the next yeah. cycle. So what, what would you say to a young person that came up, came to you and said they wanted to be a handler? What, what advice would you give them? Uh, I would, pro well, I'd probably, you know, tell them to, you know, what, what dog are, what kind of dogs are they showing? What are they interested in? And, you know, what are, who that person is at the time, but then, you know, probably try and push them to somebody, you know, work for, you know, I'd say you have to go work for somebody if you really want to be a dog handler. If your life goal is to look at someone else's dogs all day 
and they're your sole purpose, then you need to go work for somebody else. Go work in a kennel, go go deal with go deal in a live in an environment where you're dealing with dogs all day. And then tell me if you want to be a dog hand. Go work in a boarding kennel, go work at a pet shop, go or a grooming shop, go go do something where you're dealing with dogs all the time. Then tell me, do you want to be a dog handler? Because if you can't deal with dogs all the time, then probably can't be a dog handler. You know, there's one thing to be able to show dogs and be good at showing dogs, but to be a dog handler, you that's there your life. Someone else's dog is your responsibility and that's all you're doing. So go do that first. You good that you're in juniors and you show dogs and that's good, but then now go live with them. Make it your responsibility, not just you're going up and showing a dog and taking the glory of, you know, of that moment, but now you're dealing with all of it, the the bathing, the grooming, the the time and effort you're putting into that dog to get the results that you just got because that somebody handed to you, so to speak. And then see if you want to be a dog hand. So you have, you have an, you have an assistant, don't you? Alex is your assistant. I do. Uh, Have you had, you have, you had a few apprentices already? I've had a, I've had maybe Alex is probably my first like real, like, He's been with me the longest. Like, yeah, he's years. been there. Started, started as a, started, you know, as a younger junior. But he also wasn't like super into juniors. Like, he kind of like just like showing his dog. And uh, somebody like at a show just came up to me and was like, "Hey, this is Alex. And if ever you need help, he." And I don't even think he was asking for it. They kind of just kind of pushed him at me and I was like, yeah, sounds great. Stand here and look, make sure these dogs don't fall off the table while I run around and show all the other ones, please. And that was kind of his first start. And then he's been with you now eight years. Wow. That's amazing. He's great. Um, But he, but he started like in small batches too. Like he kind of like, he would just, show up at the show and like help blow dogs out and watch dogs on the table, hold dogs at the ring, take one in if he had to. And from, and he was, you know, and only came if I needed him, you know, there wasn't times where I need him all the time. You know, just when I was showing a bunch of Irish setters at the Irish setter specialties or something, you know, I didn't show a I didn't show a ton of dogs that warranted a, a real full-time assistant. Um, so he kind of started out, you know, slowly as well. And he was young and in, you know, he was in high school and going into college. So kind of worked both ways for our, our schedules. And before him, I had a, a young girl, uh, Lydia Rogers, who I met through Marianne O'Malley, who bred Irish setters with my family and I. And she was like a girl that lived in Marriott's neighborhood who knew nothing from dogs, nothing. Just saw them in her, like her neighborhood and was like, Oh, those are pretty. I like them. And Marriott kind of slowly drew her in. And like, then she started like showing her dogs and juniors. And then she started kind of helping me in the way, like Alex started helping me in the, you know, his beginning years, you know, watching dogs on the table, getting them ready, 
doing a little bit of light grooming. And she actually took to it for a young, for like a 14 year old girl who didn't know anything about dog shows came into it. Great. Like, and she, you know, was best junior at our national and qualified for Westminster several times. And, you know, for, you know, a young girl who had no, you know, no family brought her into, you know, like her mother and father didn't do it. She didn't have a dog. She just met Mariette in the neighborhood. And from well, there, sometimes a clean slate is the best way to start. Yeah, and she kind of had a real good natural ability to show dogs and was genuinely interested in it and liked it. And she would, you know, she didn't stay with it. She like, she went off to college and, you know, went on from there. But during her little time, you know, for her being in juniors and she was very, she was very good at, what she was doing and could have, if she wanted to continued to go forward yeah. and, you know, but she, you know, her life, her life went, took her somewhere else. But in that time of, of her, you know, four years or so of starting so much older into the sport with no knowledge, she was phenomenal. And, you know, a lot of that be due to you as well. Are you teaching her? So, it sounds like you, you, well, I know you have, you've done a great job with the kids that have worked for you. No, Alex is, uh, he's, he has, uh, I've, I've, I push him constantly more now. There was, there was one, his first year when he, I remember I, he was like, uh, like the Rhode Island national probably like five years ago or so. And it was his first like time working for me at the national. And I had like 25 dogs to show there. I, I show, you know, you, you see me. <laughs> um, and so that was a lot for him too. And so I hired a Joanne who now is a handler as well. And she was working. So she was, and she worked for Adam, Adam, when he was with Jamie. So she, she knew what to do. She knew the score and she lived locally. So it was easy for her to back and forth to Warwick. And, um, uh, you know, and the two of them tag teaming on, you know, grooming all these dogs and bathing them. And, went, and he was like, whoa, I, I told, I told him, I was like, I'm going to go have a nap, bathe and drop. <laughs> we had done like, we had done like five dogs by then. I'm helping other people, helping set up the national. I was like, bathe and dry this dog, do its clipper work and feet. And when you're done, I'll come back and I'll, I'll finish it off. And I left and he looked at Joanne and was like, did he really tell me to do that? She was like, yeah, he doesn't want to do that. Do it. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then every time I just kept making him do more and do more. And his sister is actually very good too. I've, yeah, she's wonderful. She's, Abigail. Yeah. She's out there with Eileen Hackett now, but the few times she had worked, she worked for me at a national when Alex couldn't. And I rubbed it in his face because we had a great time. And like, it was just like a fun national too, it was the one in Asheville where we zip lining and Ken showed a bunch of dogs. And, but it was just like, I thought it was a really fun national. Some of the, you know, are more fun than others. And that was a particularly fun one. <laughs> so uh, what's, what's, are you gonna, are you gonna pursue like, I don't know if you thought about it yet or not, but I know you judge juniors, but do you want to be a judge? I would be a judge. I still like showing dogs. Well, you're still young. And it's still, and it's still, you know, it is, it is the main part. It's the other half of my business. The boarding kennel 
you know, does very well. And it certainly allows me to not have to go to all the dog shows or worry about, you know, you know, that sort of being a handler and like, Oh, how many dogs am I showing and where am I going? And, you know, that sort of spacing things out, but I still go to plenty of dog shows. I still show plenty for us, you know, for a one, a single handler, so to speak, like I show enough dogs for myself. Oh yeah, you do. You know, so, (laughs) so, you know, I, but I still enjoy that. And so I don't see the desire to become a judge yet. No, no, I didn't mean tomorrow, but I mean, can you see yourself judging? Though? Yeah, I, I do. I, well, I like giving my opinion, so, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Curious. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm sure in the future I probably will pursue that in some sort of, some, some you, avenue. You've judged sweepstakes and whatnot already. I've done, I've done some sweepstakes, uh, the Iris Setter National had me do their sweepstakes when it was in San Diego. I think that was like 16, maybe. And that was, you know, that was really great. Yeah. I truly, I was very fun. I very much enjoyed that. I've judged, uh, I did juniors. I did the finals at Westminster and I did the prelims at the AKC show and judged juniors at a lot of, you know, pretty prominent dog shows. So you enjoy I, judging juniors. I do. Yeah. I haven't I haven't done it in a while and I'm also uh Patty Proctor will still be upset with me about it, but I'm still a provisional, so to speak, in junior showmanship, despite just that small little list of dog shows that I listed. I still <laughs> never, I still never sent the paperwork in. <laughs> oh, so I'll have to probably before I start judging, I'll have to finish that end up first. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to do that. <laughs> Before I start getting my CEUs. Mm. All right, one last question, Pete. All right. Uh, you're no, you're only you're only forty. So this is a you know it's a question I I usually ask people that are older. But if you met, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the 15 year old Peter Kubas. Is there any advice you'd give him now? I met 15 year old me. Yeah. Fresh Peter Kubas. I would definitely tell him to start working out sooner <laughs> um, and to don't be afraid to reach for things more. That's what I would probably tell myself. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. It's a really good one, Pete. So where do Everything you go from here? Up. What's, what's coming up? Oh, oh, we got a wine country circuit coming up this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that'll be, uh, I like those shows. I got to go pick up, I bought a new trailer. So I got. I leave tomorrow early morning to Ogdensburg, New York, which is like up by Canada. And uh, I know pick where that Ogdensburg is. You know where it is. <laughs> and uh, buy, pick that up and then head to wine country from there. Wow. And then it'll be Irish Setter season, Will, because it's October. And I have, I counted them, like 12 Irish Setter specialties from this week to the first weekend in November that I'll be able to go to, let alone um, any of the other all-breed dog shows that are happening around the country. So 
Well, specialties are fun, Pete. So I do. I like them. Me too. Yeah. And we have a, you know, I've Irish setters, you know, it's a breed that it's still competitive. You know, it's still, you know, we get good entries in them. The quality is still there for the, all the areas that I'm going to be able to go to. So I enjoy that little travel aspect of it too. Okay. Well, I won't keep you, Pete. I really appreciate your time, man. I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> you, you were just getting home when I sent you the message, so. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, putting some time aside for me. So, absolutely, will my pleasure. Always All good right. to see you. When good am I going to see you next? Any times? Uh, you going to come to AKC or something like that? No, I haven't decided yet. Uh, I've got there's a, there. We, I'm showing some Irish setters in in uh, Illinois, especially. So that might be. I might see you there. So, hey there. All right. Yeah. All Very right. Good. Okay, Pete. Well, keep working, brothers. Good to see you. All right, well. Seeing you. Take care. Thanks, Pete. I knew that would be great. Uh, good job. It was nice to catch up with you. If you like what you're seeing here, make sure you press the like, share, and subscribe button. If you want to find out what's happening, Will's World, go to willalexander.net. And uh, don't forget about the podcast every week. Myself and Wayne Cavanaugh. Now it's on YouTube, not just podcasts. Take care, guys. We'll see you next time.